Welcome to episode five of the Rooted Moms podcast, where we connect scripture to real life. I'm Brittany Marlowe, your podcast host, and I have with me Rooted Moms founder, Katie Gibson. Katie is the founder and executive director of Rooted Moms Ministries. She and her husband, Craig, have been married for 15 years and live in North Atlanta with their three kids. Katie is a writer and author and enjoys reading, date nights, and watching the Atlanta Braves. She is passionate about teaching the truth of God's word in a practical and encouraging way that helps others experience the abundant life Jesus promised. Welcome back, Katie. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you, you brought guys... me back, which means last time must not have been that terrible. Yeah, if you guys um, haven't listened to some of our other episodes, Katie was on the very first episode and yeah. it was great. And so I'm super excited for this one. Katie, you've got you've got a lot to live up to because first episode was good. <laughs> that was a very good conversation. It was, it was. Yeah. Yeah. I expect this one to be amazing too. This is like my sweet spot here, this topic. Well, I feel like this can go so much hand in hand with the first episode about striving for abiding. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So um, starting a new year can be super exciting. It can also be very intimidating. You know, we are looking forward to what we think of as a fresh slate slate. And Yeah. um, yeah, we just start setting goals for ourselves. And then we look at that list and we're like, how, how am I going to do this? Mm -hmm. Um, So there's, I feel like a whole range of goals that you kind of make when you go into a new year. Most of them are probably health goals, personal goals, maybe business goals. But today we're talking about spiritual growth goals. Um, And I feel like after we receive the reminder um, at Christmas time, um, and we just remember like what he's done for us, um, we start to feel encouraged and we yearn to build upon um, you know, that encouragement and growing with him more. And how do we do that? Where do we start? How do we fan that flame to make it last the rest of the year? So uh, we'll just kind of jump into it. So what are spiritual growth goals? Yeah. So I love this topic because, um, well, it's a passion of mine, of course, but, um, you know, also, you know, I've come to realize that not everybody thinks like this, you know, not everybody kind of goes in, um, you know, to a new year thinking, oh man, I want to grow spiritually. Like you said, like right. there's so many other goals, health goals, things that, you know, we, we tend to spend so much of our lives and our thought lives in the physical, right. And what's going mm-hmm. on around us, but yeah. it's so important to take the time to, to do this as, as believers of Christ. Um, so when we talk about spiritual growth goals, there's some things that kind of my mind, um, you know, for you, it might be different, but, um, one, one, of course that I hear a lot and is kind of a, a personal one of mine going into the new year is just praying more often, having a more yeah. rich and vibrant prayer life. Definitely. Um, yeah. And so that's, that's one, um, reading the Bible or reading a portion of the Bible. A lot of people set goals at the beginning of the year, you know, set up a plan on the Bible app or, or, um, or, or buy a book, buy a book study. Um, I feel like I've done that so much in the past. I like on my phone. I'm like, okay, what Bible study can I do? What, like I'm on this Bible app. What, what do they have? That's going to help me. Yes. Yes. And, um, you know, another one that a lot of people talk about is, Hey, I'm finally going to get plugged in at church. I'm finally going to join a small group. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm finally going to start volunteering. Um, those are growth goals too. You do grow through those things. So those are, you know, good ones. 
Um, another area that I used to do a lot is kind of identify an area where I was feeling some tension or maybe like I needed to mature a little bit more, mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe in, in parenting, maybe just to be more intentional about parenting. So um, reading books along those lines, that's, that's a good spiritual growth goal. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, another one could simply be finally doing that thing that God asked you to do, um, you know, and yeah. when I think about something like that, sometimes it's like dreams. Um, you know, we were talking about Jenny Randall's book, Dream Come True. Mm -hmm. um, that's a great resource. I'm going to pop it at the end. I'm going to plug that immediately. But because yeah. um, Jenny is just the biggest cheerleader, if that's you, God's asked you to do something. This is, you know, this is the year. That's a spiritual growth goal. You're going to grow through that process. Um, but also the spiritual growth could be cutting something out of our life, um, oh, you gosh. know, stopping something. If God has asked you to let go of something, a relationship, mm -hmm. an addiction, um, you know, that is a goal. And those things, you know, they don't always happen immediately. We don't always receive immediate healing or release in those areas. So that's mm -hmm. a goal to work towards. And then um, another one that came to my mind and everybody hates this word, but I've learned to love it is fasting. Yes. Um, I think it's, fasting. That's an intimidating word. It really is. I I'm excited to unpack it a little bit more further on, but you know, maybe it's to fast one day a week or one meal a week, or um, maybe it's not even uh, food. Maybe it's mm -hmm. fasting social media. I know God has called me to seasons of letting social media go for a month, two months, three months at a time. Um, you know, that will grow you. Um, cause a lot of times God will use that to identify areas that, you know, you're, you need to mature, you need to grow. Right. Um, and then the final one that came to my mind, but again, there's probably a zillion more, maybe you could tack on to the end of this is, um, I know at the beginning of the year, our team, I have done this for many years and God is always so faithful to give me a word, uh, at the beginning mm -hmm. of the year for that year. Um, you know, if we're faithful to ask, he's always faithful to give and um, when God gives us that word, it's not just something cute to throw on our Instagram or wear on a bracelet. Um, mm -hmm. although those are great things to share that, um, it is because he wants to grow you in that area. I know you and I were talking about like, here we are at the end of the year yeah. and the words that God gave us at the beginning of the year and how we've grown in those areas. Yeah, um, absolutely. it's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I thought my word meant something else. Like I kind of, my, <laughs> yeah. I mean, my word was endurance. So I was like, okay, I'm going to. I'm going to buckle down this year and I'm going to really like, you know, yeah. stay in my lane and right. all the things like he was setting me up for all the things that were going to happen to like, I don't, I just lean into him a lot more and to, yeah. it just ended up being meaning something so different than I thought it was going to mean. Um, yeah. And yeah. I, I also want to speak to those who maybe you are getting to know God for the very, very first time. And that is your spiritual goal, like getting to know God. Yeah, period. absolutely. Um, and I think setting goals and just building on them little by little, like it's a building block and, um, these spiritual goals, they ultimately lead us to building a relationship with God and, um, you know, we're growing in an everlasting relationship with our Lord. And that's what these spiritual growth goals are meant to help us do. So, yeah. um, whether you are, um, you've known God or whether you're getting to know God for the first time, uh, I think these are all super helpful ways, uh, to do that. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's the entire point, you know, I mean, which kind of leads into the next, the next thing to talk about is, you know, why is it so important to set these goals? Yeah. Um, because, you know, I think there's a tension. Um, mm-hmm. There's so much tension in the Christian faith, right? right. Um, because you have the whole, um, well, you know, Christ is my righteousness, Christ is my holiness, but also God calls us to holiness. He calls us to righteousness. And, mm-hmm. you know, so many other areas, there's that tension that we have to manage. And um, one of those is spiritual growth goals, I think, because I think it's so yeah. easy to just be like, I'm going to do this. And then we just run with it. And you know me, you know my story. I've done that, you know, yeah. that God showed me something and I was like, well, I'm going to do this. Um, but there's that tension. So Second Peter 3.18, one of my favorite verses that's been I don't know how many times I've used it this year, so many times, um, but I just love it. It says grow in the grace and then in the knowledge of, Lo- of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us to grow and, you know, mm-hmm. we're rooted moms. We, I feel like we talked about trees in every episode and plants, um, you know, because I think we can learn so much from nature. Um, Jesus used nature all the time and pointed it and was like, this is what I want. You know, this is what yeah. you need to do. And it gives us such a clear picture. Well, when I think about trees i think about living things living things grow they, right. they they grow you know whether it's growing taller or whether it's just growing you know new growth there's plants that have new growth um they grow and so if we're not growing spiritually that tells us something about our faith it tells us right. that we have a dead faith um yeah. so we we should be growing we should be being transformed into the image of christ more and more um and you know, these things that we're talking about, these growth goals, like you said, they're practices that help us to get there, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So there's that tension of, you know, we need these practices because just like in any relationship, um, you know, we have date nights. My husband and I have date nights. Well, we have to schedule those date nights to spend time together to connect and grow in our relationship, right? Yeah, and there's other that example. Yeah. So anyways, there's always that tension there. I love that you brought that up as like, if you're just starting in your faith, um, you know, allow God to lead the way because we're all at different places in this Mm -hmm. journey. And I love the beginning of that verse, how it says grow in the grace and the knowledge. It's not Mm -hmm. just grow in the knowledge, not just the knowledge, knowledge. grow in the grace. And that is just, that's something you work on over time. It's not something, you know, I used to think of people um, like at church, like the leaders, the pastor, like they're on such a different level than me, but they're still growing too. You know, they right? still got to make these spiritual growth goals for themselves as well. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, grace, that was my word for the year. And mm-hmm. when God first gave it to me, I think I told you this, like, I was like, really? Like, that's such a cheesy word, you know, like I was, <laughs> but he has truly taught me to grow in the grace this year, which is, um, you know, cause I'm, I'm really good at growing in knowledge. I love learning. I, uh-huh. I love studying. Um, but he's taught me to grow in the grace and yeah. the grace has been, um, you know, I'm a planner. I like to plan things. I like to be on top of things. And you know what? God has just taught me to just live my life more like this, mm-hmm. um, more of, you know, here's my plans. I hold them to you. And, you know, if you, um, equip me to do this today, then we will do this today. But if you don't have that word for me yet, or that thing for me yet, then I'm going to wait on you. And, uh, man, mm-hmm. that's hard. So, yeah. but I love that. Yeah. Growing the grace and the knowledge. There's that tension there setting, setting spiritual goals is we're, we're going to grow, but we're also going to be walking in grace and following his lead, not 
our own. Yeah. I feel like sometimes yeah. the knowledge is the easy part, the, the learning and the taking the notes and yeah. okay, I read today and I yeah. learned this and, but how are you going to apply it and how are you going to let it affect your yeah. heart and your mind? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's Christ within us working out those things. Exactly. You know, so in, going back to why is it important to set spiritual goals in the first place? One of the things that comes to my mind as moms is, I don't know about you, I do know about you, actually, you're the same as me, which is that we tend to live out of survival mode, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I mean, it is just like when that alarm goes off after that quiet time, you know, like I have my quiet hour, but man, once those kids feet hit the floor, it is just go time. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, so in that we're living out of survival mode. I think everything that we do becomes reactive instead of proactive, right? So right. whatever's in front of us demanding our attention, that's what we're going to go for. You know, whether it's a school paper, you know, that needs signed or a kid who needs a snack or, you know, and these are all things that need to be met. But the problem is, is a lot of times once, you know, if we're waiting to get to the end of all the things in front of us, we're never going to get to, we're never going to be proactive to get to those goals. And so mm -hmm. spiritual growth goals, they give us a vision. They give us something bigger. They give us a target to aim at. Yeah. Um, so we may not always hit that target every time, you know, we may not, like if we have a goal to get up and spend an hour with Jesus every morning, we may not hit that every time we may miss a morning or we may spend 20 minutes inside of an hour, but you know what? We're closer to the mark than we would be if we didn't have it at all, because, you know, we'd, we'd just be shooting arrows everywhere. <laughs> right. Right. I think that's yeah. why it's so important to like write these goals down and make a list because like you said, uh, we become reactive instead of proactive and we're, you know, uh, paying attention to what's right in front of us. And it's hard to look at the road ahead when we don't have a plan. Yeah. Um, you can say that you want to grow spiritually all day long, but without your you know, without writing it down and praying over it and fasting over it, kind of like we've spoken, it's easy for us to look back or look at, yeah. you know, dwell on where we want to be and where we're not, you know, yeah. It, yeah. it, these goals keep our eyes tracking forward. Yeah, absolutely. I remember having a mentor one time and I was sharing with her some, I, you know, goals that I had, some visions that I had and she, you know, she basically just looked at me and was like, how are you going to make that happen? You know? And it was yeah. a good question. It was a good, hard question. Um, cause I always say, you know, no one, no one gets a six pack magically, you know, no one wakes right. up with that. It takes work. It takes effort. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, there's that tension. It's, it's not, it is not works to earn God's approval. It is works because we already have a God's approval. It's out of that, you know, that's the, the biggest flip that's happened in my life is I grew up as a, I got to pray and read my Bible and do these things because I need God to approve of me and love right. me to switching to, oh my gosh, I know how much God loves me. I know how faithful he's been to me and I want to grow in my knowledge of him. And so now those works come out of that. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel like when you have these spiritual goals set and when you start meeting them and when you start growing in your relationship, it trickles down into the other goals that you've set for yourself. Yes. It makes it easier so much. to meet those goals or you mm -hmm. just find yourself meeting them without striving. Yeah, absolutely. I, I found that to be true that when um, I, I struggled a lot with just steady exercise. Yeah, that's a very mm -hmm. hard thing. A lot, I, I feel like that's a very common struggle. Probably everybody's nodding their head right now listening. <laughs> um, is making that regular habit of exercise. I struggled for so long. 
Um, but through my relationship with Jesus growing and developing those quiet time habits, developing that discipline, that's another word people don't like is discipline, yeah. but developing it in that one area spilled right over. And now it's like, I don't struggle with that because I'm like, well, you know, God gave me this body. I'm going to take mm-hmm. care of it. So it was no longer, I got to go tear it up at the gym or whatever. You know, it was like, I just need to take care of my body. So it was no more, you know, grinding it out, but just like, Hey, I'm going to go do a little exercise and I, I can do this. God yeah. strengthened me to do this, you know? Um, and, and yeah, it does. It totally spills over into our families, whatever goals mm-hmm. are there. It all starts in here. You know, it all right. starts on the inside. And I have very young kids. So working out consistently is hard for me because when they're up in your business, like you can't really, you're trying to do a push up and they're like laying on your back. Um, So for extra resistance. (laughs) So for a long time, my quiet time consisted of spiritual time and my exercise hand in hand. Like I said, it carved out a chunk of time in the morning to do both. I would sit down, do my quiet time and I would drink my coffee, drink my pre-workout. And then I, when I, that was done, then I would go to work out. Yeah. It's also interconnected. It really is. I find right. that when we have health in one area, it definitely spills over. So how do we identify these personal growth goals? Um, all right. Well, that, that is something, that's what I love to do because I, I think I love helping people do that. It's just kind nice. of identify walking through that process. Um, cause again, it's, it's attention. Um, it's important, but it's, it's, you know, to set them, but it's also important that we manage that tension. Well, um, you know, lest we move from that abiding space over to striving, which I mean, you know, story of my life, right? Like I am, yeah. I just lean towards that striving, but God is through his grace teaching me to abide. So the first thing that I would say to someone who's asking, um, you know, how, how do I set these goals? Like, where do I start mm-hmm. is, is the obvious, which is just invite God into the process. Um, mm. this is something that God cares really deeply about because it's concerning your relationship with him. Um, right. you know, he knows you inside and out and he, he does not want to hide himself from you. You know, he's not, um, you know, he doesn't hold back. And so just going to him and asking him, inviting him into the process. Um, So for me, I I try to set aside some time. Um, So, you know, I'll take a couple of weeks off for Christmas. My kids are usually home. It's a little chaotic. And we, of course, plan a lot of family things. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, you know, if you if you want to make this an important thing, like if you want this, if you are hungry for more um, in 2023, um, you know, sit down and carve out some time on the front end, uh, carve yeah. out, whether it's a couple hours where you just, you know, um, leave the kids with your husband or leave them with Nana or whatever, and go to Panera or Starbucks, settle in for a few minutes and just really pray and journal. Um, and you, and you may not, you know, get an immediate answer, but again, yeah. God is so faithful. Like he's so yeah. faithful to, to show you, you know, whether it's like, you know, God speaks in so many different ways. And maybe it's just a small voice that you hear on the inside. Maybe it's something that you see or read that confirms something. Maybe you're just hearing the same word or the same theme over and over again. Just pay attention to that. Um, and a good way to do that is to fast. Um, you know, again, it may not mm-hmm. necessarily be food, but maybe just quieting the noise. Christmas is so noisy. It is. It's so noisy. Um, there's just so much going on and, and it's great. It's so fun. 
but taking time to quiet some of that, you know, um, back off social media, um, and taking out those voices, you know, maybe it's turning off your radio in the car, just writing in silence or turning mm. off, turning off a podcast. Um, <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that during a podcast, but you know, it, sometimes we could just sit around and listen to other people talk and we need to just hear God mm -hmm. speak. Um, and so I love, there's a verse in Philippians one, six that tells us that, you know, God's the one who initiated the work in us. He's the one that started it. Um, you know, we couldn't even believe in Jesus without Jesus. Isn't that nuts? Like, that's one of my favorite truths is I'm like, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> we needed him to believe in him. Like we couldn't do anything on our own. And so he's right. the one that starts it. But he's also the one that finishes it. He's the one that finishes and completes our faith. Mm -hmm. um, and so leaving him out of the process is leaving out the whole point, right? Right. <laughs> so, um, so really, you know, the prerequisite here is surrender. It's just mm -hmm. saying, God, I recognize you called me, I, you know, I'm your child. Um, I want to grow. I'm going to grow my relationship with you. I want to be a mature believer, um, a thriving believer who, you know, is able to then pour out into others, have an impact in my family, have an impact in my community. Cause that's mm -hmm. the ultimate goal is fruit. Right. telling him, I God, I want to have a mature life that bears more fruit. What, what do you have for me this year? Where are you leading me this year? Um, and that's that grace portion, you know, and um, wow. a verse that I love is in Proverbs 16, three. And I looked it up this week and um, I loved what it said in the amplified version, because it really just pulls out all that meaning, that deep Hebrew meaning. And it says, commit your works to the Lord, submit and trust them to him and your plans will succeed. And then in parentheses, it says, if you, if you respond to his will and guidance. So, you know, there's that committing. Mm -hmm. submitting, trusting him. That's another part. That's what we talk about. We talk about being rude is we're talking about trusting him. It's yeah. just saying, okay, God, I'm, I'm all in. I put it all in you and I trust you. Um, but you know, then he's going to show you what way to do, uh, mm -hmm. what thing to do, what way to do. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> he's going to show you where to go. Um, and then it says, if you respond to his will and guidance, it says your plans will succeed. That's that's a principle, you know, yeah. I mean, it's like one plus one equals two. Um, if, if we're submitting our plans to God, which means hearing from him and doing what he says, um, we get two. you know? <laughs> yeah. I love that so much submit and trust them to him. So, you know, um, he has a plan for our life, but we also have a plan for our life and, uh, yes. we want it to, you know, we have this plan and we want it to go the way we want it to go. And it's just not going to, but yeah, I, it's, it's okay. And he wants us to make this plan, but give them to him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I almost spilled my water. Give them to him and, um, and trust him with them and yeah. sit with him and just allow him to guide you in that. Cause I mean, as you know, especially with small kids plans change real quick, whether yeah. we want them All to the or not. And yeah. when we trust ourselves with him and we trust our plans with him, it makes it easier to be like, okay, this isn't for me. I need to pivot. Our team is very good at yeah. pivoting and we've done oh, it a yeah. lot this year and um, <laughs> it wouldn't have been so easy for us to pivot. Had we not trusted right in the plan that he had yes. for us. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I mean, you may be listening right now and you may have something in your mind that you feel like, oh, um, I want to read the Bible in a year, but you know mm -hmm. what? Maybe maybe 
just, and, and this is coming from experience, maybe there's some healing that needs to take place in your life. You know, healing is another spiritual goal um, that I believe we can set because, you know, we have a God who wants us to walk out of healing and wholeness. Mm-hmm. So maybe you just need to get whole next year. I know that for me, the, a lot of the past year has just been um, healing and walking in wholeness um, because as a mom, as a ministry leader, um, you know, we cannot be as fruitful and effective if we have disease, you know, which is, right. you know, either um, just the disease of trauma or the disease of unforgiveness mm-hmm. or these things. That was something that God had to basically say, hey, I need you for the next, and he told me this, this was like late last year, for the next six months to just really um, focus on this area. And you know what? There was some things I had to do. There were some things he did. I started seeing a counselor um, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, prayer was a huge part of that process. Um, but you know, at the same time, there were things that God did that I couldn't have done. So it, it is that partnership, you know, there right. was healing to take place, but just to kind of throw that in there is healing is, you know, maybe that's for you. Maybe you have plans like, oh, I'm going to do, you know, this, that, or whatever. And God's like, I just need you to heal. Like you can't run until you're, you know, if you're walking, trying to run on a sprained ankle, um, like I recently, I had picked up running again, but ended up with an injury in my calf. And I kept, I kept trying to just keep going on it. Right. Right. Um, Right. And finally I ran a race a couple of weeks ago. And after the race, it became really clear. I was like, I cannot run on this calf anymore. I have to let it heal. Well, Same you for you're maybe like hindering yourself even more, Absolutely. you know, yeah. you go from yeah. a small injury to something really, really big. Absolutely. It stops you in your tracks and you don't have an option anymore to keep pushing that way. Yes. And I think the, the biggest thing for me is God made it really clear that if I continue to try to run on mm-hmm. my broken leg that, um, you know, not physically, but spiritually is that mm-hmm. I was going to injure other people. Um, and, and that was something that I was like, if I don't heal, I will hurt other people. Cause what, you know, what we don't heal, we will pass on. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, just throwing that out there, but that's, that's another, you know, that's another, that can be another goal. So maybe, maybe that's what God has for you. Maybe you're listening and you're like, I've been trying to run on a broken leg. Um, just surrender that to him. Cause it's okay. I've had to learn in the past year. Part of that whole grace thing is just learning to rest. Um, learning that I don't have to, I, I love growing and growing is important, but understanding that rest is a crucial part of that growing. Um, and if we don't like, I mean, you think about nature, we talked about this again, uh, seasons like trees go through a resting season. They're not, you know, right now, all the trees outside are dead. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, they're resting, they're dormant. There's still work happening on the inside, even though it doesn't look like it. Um, and the same can be true of us. Yeah. And that's something, um, as I've been growing that I've noticed there's so much rest that's in the Bible. I think Mm -hmm. sometimes we feel like when we're resting, we're not growing or we're not abiding or we're not, you know, we're not getting to know him. Like we should, we're not doing enough when we're resting, especially as moms, you know, like you sit on the couch and you're resting and you're like, okay, I'm not doing the dishes. I'm not doing the laundry. I'm not sweeping. Like, you know, I'm not doing enough for my family. And that couldn't, you know, that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, when God made creation, he rested. There's so many examples of that and how it helps you to move forward, you know? Yeah. And in that resting, we know God in a different way. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I've been reading a book on Sabbath and I think that that's really just kind of the challenge that God's been speaking to me for the new year is just building in those periods of rest. Um, cause I'm, I'm getting better. 
um, learning how to rest, um, but just really making that a practice. Because again, it's that, you know, without planning, it doesn't happen. The calendar fills up, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the to-do list is calling. Um, so that's, again, another spiritual practice that maybe God's just calling someone to is just rest. Yeah, you have to be so intentional you know, when you're, when you're scheduling things and you have kids, you have to be so intentional with your time. We talked about this on the last episode with friends, but it's, you know, it's the same thing with setting goals, be intentional about setting the goals that you're setting um, and carving out that time for yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause it's so important. Otherwise other things will just creep in. It's like, you have to set a date, you know, set a date with Jesus, Mm -hmm. set a date with yourself. Um, yeah, so important. Yeah. I want to touch on fasting a little bit. I don't want to get into it too much because that can be a whole entire other. <laughs> it episode. can be a whole it, series, yeah. honestly. Yeah. And the word <laughs> fasting, like we said before, can be super intimidating. Um, and I feel like uh, when we were preparing for this podcast, there's just so many examples in the Bible of where, you know, people didn't know where to go next. They didn't know what the best decision for them was. They you know, they were scared, they were fearful, and they took time to fast. Esther came to mind when um, I was thinking of this and just how she fasted. And she asked all those around her to fast and mm-hmm. all the Jews in her area to fast along with her and to pray alongside her. And um, which also goes to find a group to do this with, but yes. let's touch on fasting <laughs> a little bit and kind of just some little things that you can do to make fasting a goal without it being so intimidating because we yeah. did a focus yeah. fast last year. We'll be doing a fast this year mm-hmm. and it changed me from the inside out. Like I can't Absolutely. even tell you, I was so nervous of going into the fast and I was kind of like, I, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know. You know, I don't know what I'm going to get out of this. And I got so much out of it. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think one thing to note is there's different kinds of fasts, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the fast that we see Esther doing was really a petition, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, you know, the kind of fast that we do uh, with the Kingdom Focus Fast last year and this year we'll be doing, I'm really excited about the theme for this year that God gave me way back at the beginning of the summer. Um, the theme is awaken, just awakening. Mm-hmm. Um, and But really for us, you know, the, the fasting is simply... Um, you know, Jesus, I, I'm, I want to hunger more for you. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, fasting really quickly reveals the things that have a control over us, right? It like does. when we say, I'm going to fast social media, and then we find our fingers mm-hmm. going to that app still, um, you know, or we say we're going to fast food and we, you know, it just really reveals our weaknesses, right? So yes, that, and, and it's quickly. not just, it's not about... So just so we can feel condemnation and shame. It's, it's mm-hmm. not for that. It's, it's allowing those things to bubble to the surface so that God can deal with them. And God can, mm-hmm. God can show us that he meets every single one of our needs. He yes. meets every one of our needs. So when we quiet those demands and we say, no, you know, I'm not going to online shop for a month. Like that's, that's a hard one. I think someone yeah. did that last year. And I was like, man, I probably need to do that one. But you know, it's like you find, you're bored. You need something exciting. Buy something online, or um, yeah. you know, it's like we have all these instant fixes, and for that period of time, you're just saying no. You're just saying no to them, and mm-hmm. saying I'm going to get my fulfillment from Jesus. And man, does he prove himself so much better 
Mm-hmm. It's so much better because the peace he gives, the joy he gives, the fulfillment he gives is so much greater than all these other things. So yeah, fasting yes. is so important. He reveals to you over and over and over again. Um, we did it for 10 days last year and just every single day he revealed to me that he was enough for me. And yeah. so I fasted social media and I also fasted, um, like not necessarily online shopping, but like luxuries for myself, like, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. ordering groceries instead of going into the grocery store, getting my nails done, like just all these things that were luxuries for my life that I was spending money on that I didn't need to. Mm-hmm. And, um, it just revealed so much about myself, my family, that he yeah. was enough, um, where my attention was lying when I really thought it was lying with him. There were so many other things, worldly things catching my attention. Yeah. And spending that first part of the year doing that and fastening and, and getting quiet with God, that's a really good way to even spend that time setting your spiritual growth goals. Um, this mm-hmm. podcast, I know will probably release at the very end of December or early January. So mm-hmm. maybe you're feeling late to the game, but you're not, you're not, um, you yeah. know, I, the one thing that's been on my mind so much lately is just that God's timing is not our timing. So yes. as humans have our time split up in these, these beautiful little years. Right. And so we, you know, we see everything in 365 and, mm-hmm. you know, for him, it's every day is a fresh new start. Yes. Um, it's and never, so, it's never too early yeah, or never too late too to late. start setting goals for yourself. Absolutely. Uh, I love as rooted moms, like we are new year <laughs> for a long time. Our new year has not been in January. It's been right. September, it's been September, which is refreshing. It is it's almost, you know, it gives you your, your over half. Yeah. You're over halfway yeah. through the year and you still feel like, okay, I can start something new and I don't mm-hmm. have to wait for January. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. So once that. you've identified your growth goals, what's next and how do we prevent them from becoming just another resolution? Because that <laughs> so easily happens, especially with yeah. my health goals. And we don't want our spiritual goals to be sitting in the basement, like a piece of exercise equipment, right? We don't want our Bibles sitting in a corner growing dust. Um, Yeah, it's important. Um, Like I mentioned, I've had mentors over the years who have really challenged me to, um, because I, I'm, I, you know, I love to think forward, but I don't always put um, feet to those ideas. Right. Mm -hmm. And so now we got to pop feet on these, these goals and make them, you know, help us move forward. So the first thing I would say is write the vision, Um, you know, write it down when you're journaling, write down where you feel like God is leading you. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Proverbs 29, 18 is one of my favorite verses. And I, I love, uh, you know, talking about vision and I love the way that, um, I don't, I didn't jot down the translation here, but I'll put it in the show notes, but, um, you know, it says where there's no revelation or vision, people cast off restraint, right? So we're talking about restraint. We're talking about discipline. It takes discipline to reach goals, your health goals, mm-hmm. your spiritual goals, parenting goals, relationship goals, whatever they are. Um, and so we need revelation. We need to jot down that revelation, because I don't know about you, but now this many months into the year, I couldn't really, I can tell you a couple of the things God showed me at the beginning of the year, but I don't remember a lot of it because it was almost 365 days ago. Right. Um, so it can be really easy to forget the vision 
forget the revelation that God gave you at the beginning of the year. And then we cast off restraint. We're like, I don't, this is not important. Like it, be, yeah. it quickly becomes not important. So if we can keep the vision in front of us, um, like I know I have a board behind my computer here and it's got some things on it. It's got my word for the year. It has um, just some things that God was showing me in January so that whenever I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, just uh, like I'm tired. And, you know, I think in December, oh, so sorry, my series trying to turn on because my earphones are falling out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, we could just get so tired by now and we're just yes. like, I'm just going to float through the holidays. <laughs> yeah. But having, yeah. But having that vision in front of you, whether it's the holidays, whether it's just a really hard season, it keeps us moving forward. Mm. Just having that vision written down, putting it in a place where you can see it. And that's um, when you need it the most when you start to become weary, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I mean, that's just, to me, it's like the whole point of a spiritual growth goal. It's so easy to move through our life and forget what God has done, what he can do, what he will do for yeah. us. And we're Absolutely. not, when we're not building that relationship, we so easily forget. I mean, there's yes. so many examples in the Bible where they forget what he's done for them. Yeah. And when you have it right in front of you every single day, it makes it harder to forget. It sure does. It sure does. Cause it is, it's so easy to forget. I, I forget mm. all the time. That's why I love yeah. how God just has to repeat stuff. And I love just how, uh, you know, I've been reading through the gospels. I just finished up our 12 week plan today. And I love how often Jesus had to remind his disciples of things. He's like, duh, I had told you I was going to die and rise from the dead. <laughs> and here I am. And then he's like, now remember what I told you to do. Do you remember? And he's like, no, you're fishing. You know, like yeah. here you are fishing. I told you to go wait until the Holy Spirit came upon you <laughs> to go into the world and preach the gospel. I just had to laugh because I'm like, here they are fishing. You know, I don't know whether they just got bored or forgot. or And they whatever, had a front row seat too. <laughs> they did. I love it though, because I love just that. I can so relate to that. I can so relate mm -hmm. to God has told me things or shown me things. I know there have been times now I've read through the Bible, you know, several times. And sometimes I'll go back and look at my notes, in my Bible. And I'm like, I will have learned the same thing that I already learned, you yeah. know, and it's like new again, because we're all like children. You know, that, Jesus calls us little children. Man, yeah. I mean, they don't listen well either. So it's so uh, funny, because the second time reading through the Bible, uh, I would go back and read my notes expecting to find two different things or no, I would read it for the same time thing. and I'd be like, oh my gosh, that is so good. And I would go back and I'm like, I thought that was so good last year and I forgot about it. Yeah, already forgot. And that's why yeah. it's so important just to keep getting in the word, right? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, after we, make a, after we write that vision, sorry, I'm having major issues over here. Um, my, my headphones. Um, the second thing is to make out a plan. You know, um, you know, you, if you remember the days of MapQuest, um, do you remember the days of MapQuest? Yeah, I first started driving <laughs> I, then. I was going to say, I feel like I'm, I'm, you know, aging myself here. Um, but you wouldn't dare, like, I wouldn't dare be like, I'm going to go on vacation to this place that I've never been to before. There's no way I'd walk out the door without printing directions. Yeah. And so God has given us a vision. We know where we're going. And so now we need to make a plan to get there, you know? Um, where are the turns? Where, where are we going to stop? Um, you know, just making out that plan. So carving out time, um, yes. you know, if your goal would be 
to read the Bible or, or establish quiet time, right? Okay, maybe that's your goal. You want to establish quiet time habit just in general of just a practice of setting aside a certain period of time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, within that time, you know, reading, praying, praying, um, that sort of thing. You got to make a plan beforehand. You can't just sure. expect to wake up January 1 and, oh, I'm magically going to be really good at having a quiet time. No, there are hurdles to doing that as a mom, especially. Mm-hmm. So I like to think about what are the hurdles standing between me and this vision? And there are many, mm-hmm. you know, That's as good. a mom. Yeah. Um, so one is in order to wake up an hour early, I need to go to bed an hour early. We cannot expect mm-hmm. to just cut an hour out of our sleep and still function. Right. You're right. Um, another will be communicating with our friends and family, communicating with our husbands. You know, if you're married, um, just letting him know, Hey, I'm going to be getting up a little earlier. So then he knows why you need to turn off the TV and go to bed a little earlier. And yeah. it's not like, it's not one of these, I don't want to spend time with you. It's just that I really want to grow my relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. and I need to wake up a little earlier. And in order to do that, I need to go to bed a little earlier. Will you help me do that? You know, yeah. um, like inviting them in with your kids. Um, you know, I know when they're real little, it's a little harder, but like my kids are at an age now where they understand um, if I'm in my office and I have my door closed, I'm having my quiet time. And unless there's an emergency, um, you know, they should let me have that time. And I always told them, I said, I'm going to come out a better person. <laughs> I'll be nicer. <laughs> let me have my hour with Jesus in the morning. I will come out a better person. Um, always do. But, um, you know, just communicating. Um, if your goal is to actually, maybe God has called you to write a book or start a ministry or, or whatever the case may be, maybe it's to start a small group. You've got to start making a plan. You know, what's the first mm-hmm. thing that needs to happen? Um, so make your plan. You're going to make a map. That's the second thing that you're going to do. Um, and again, just communicating with people in your household. That's a big part of it as a mom. Yeah. You know, I am always telling, I feel like I say it more and more lately. It's like, there's five of us to consider, you know, if we uh, have a household, we have to consider other people and mm-hmm. they, they, you know, and it works both ways. I'm going to challenge the mom out there right now who takes into consideration everybody else, but herself. Um, it's okay to have needs too. And it's okay to express those needs to your family. You're going around meeting needs and making dinners and getting people where they need to go on time. There should also be that expectation that we are a community, we're a family and we're in this together. And, you know, I have needs too. And, you know, I need, I need that respected as well. So, um, anyways, the next thing you're going to do after you made your plan is identify resources. Um, I would say I love resources because, you know, we don't have to go at this thing alone. I think mm-hmm. so often we feel like we do like, um, yeah. well, I'm going to read the Bible in a year. And so we just have our Bible and we're just going to like start, you know, but yeah. there's so many great resources out there to make it not necessarily, not only a better experience, but just a fuller experience. We can get mm-hmm. so much more out of it. So identifying those resources and you know, of course, the Root of Moms, we have a ton of resources. Um, that's, yeah. that's what we're all about. Um, yeah, know, utilizing, course. utilizing yeah. your resources. Um, it's so hard. And this, I feel like goes along with like make a plan. Because for me, for yeah, a long time, I does. was like, I'm going to read the Bible. And I would sit down and I didn't really have a plan. And I would just start in Genesis and it would get overwhelming. And then, and then after you quit couple- by Exodus. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah, yeah. I was done. Or, um, one time I did have the goal of, um, 
starting a quiet time and I started with a book and it was great. And when that book was over, when I was done reading that book, you didn't have a plan for another I one. didn't have a plan yeah. for what came next. That's why one of my favorite, absolutely favorite resources, and it changed my life is that I found a reading plan. Now we've developed our own now. We just kind of made some tweaks and adjustments just for mom yeah. life. And just um, one of my favorite things, if you want to make quiet time a habit of like reading your Bible, just a, a daily habit, which is so important. The Bible in a year reading plan that we have, it's called the Rooted and Growing Reading Plan. It's amazing because you literally mm. just wake up and you've already got your plan. And yes. it's five days a week. Um, which I love because you know what, as moms, like the weekend, I feel like is my major ministry time. Right. So my kids right. go to their school age. I'm, they're not home with me all day. So when they are home, I want to engage with them. And um, so the weekdays really are the days that I do my reading. Mm -hmm. I wake up and I already have my plan. I don't have to flip open my Bible and wonder where I'm going to read today, which often leads to a lot of discouragement or frustration. Um, and not only that, but there's all the other resources there. Yeah. There's guides to help you understand and apply it, um, you know, and memory verse resources and things to really just deepen that. And they're all just there, you know, and like, yeah, all in one place. We use it. Our whole team uses these plans um, because they work. And mm -hmm. yeah, so like utilizing your resources, um, you know. If it's, again, maybe you're chasing a dream that God has given you, starting a ministry, find a mentor. That's a resource. Find a mentor, someone who's ahead of you, um, someone who's walked this road before who can speak some wisdom into your life. So the resources may be people, it may be programs, it may be, um, you know, printables. There's so many things out there. Don't feel like you just got to like buckle down and do it on your own. <laughs> yeah. And don't think that yeah. you're going to, you have to sit down and read the Bible and that's at the end. You're going to know it. You're going right. to understand no. it. It's a journey. You're not. Yes. <laughs> yes. You, yeah. I, there's a lot of times you're going to sit down and you're going to read that chapter and you're going to be like, what did that say? And, and you know what? I need more clarification. I need yeah. a devotional to bring these words to life. I need um, someone, a mentor that I can go to with this because I have questions. Yeah. And I think too, remembering that once we start walking out that plan, that not every day is going to be magic, mm -hmm. you know, there's going to oh, be, yeah. I mean, we know this from working out. We know this from relationships. Um, you know, not every date is going to be magical. Not every time you open your Bible, are you going to be like, Oh man, God gave me like yeah. the biggest revelation. Some days you're just, you're building those practices, you, but you're, you know, you're growing, you're learning, whether you know it or not, that work is still happening on the inside. So mm -hmm. I think like keeping that in mind to fight off discouragement. Yes. So, sure. And then the, uh, the final thing. So write the vision, you're going to make a plan, identify resources that kind of go along with that plan. And then my biggest tip is don't do it alone. Do not do it alone. Don't Just do it don't. alone. Um, but we're not, I mean, you know, we're meant to have our quiet time, but we're meant to be in fellowship with other people. God, yeah, absolutely. So. And, you know, the first, so God had been just really transforming my life and building my relationship with him. And, um, but I still, this is, you know, um, I don't know, a handful of years ago, I still didn't have that daily habit of reading my Bible. I knew I needed to, I knew that God was calling me to more. That's where, mm -hmm. you know, I was listening. I was in the season of asking him what he had for me. And that's really where he led me. And so I had started reading more often. Um, but the, the real game changer for me is that 
um, Tara and I, Tara is our assistant director at Rudy Moms and one of my very best friends. And, um, you know, we were talking, this is when Rudy Moms was in the works and we were talking about things like that. And, and we just really didn't have answers for what was next. And we said, let's, let's start this plan together. We had found a plan. It was a five day a week reading plan. And we just said, okay, we're going to start it this week and we're going to do it. And we did. Um, and it changed everything because then I had Tara to bounce things off of. I was like, oh man, did you get the story? No, I didn't really get that. Okay. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I didn't feel like so. You don't feel so alone. Um, but also there were those moments where it was like, God would show her something or God would show me something. And by sharing that together, we were encouraging each other. So we essentially had our own little small group, mm -hmm. you know, going on. Um, but, you know, whether it's finding a friend to help you, finding a mentor, like I mentioned, um, you know, if you're uh, reading a book, if, if you're working, if you want to grow as a parent, find other parents who are trying to grow as parents. There yeah. are many who are not, <laughs> I, you know, and yep. there are many people who maybe don't even care about growing in Christ. Um, you know, we had that whole episode on friendships. That's why friendships are so important. The people that we put around us, I'm so sorry, this ear thing keeps coming out. It's driving me nuts. Um, <laughs> Bad choice. Next time I'm going to get headphones like you. Um, but finding some, finding people who are running in the same direction, yeah. you know, um, so important. Find them and be like, hey, do you want to read a book with me? Hey, do you want to read the Bible with me? Mm -hmm. um, you know, and you're married. You have a built-in friend. Um, so yeah. invite your husband to join in. Uh, with your reading plan. Like if, you know, I'm getting ready to start the Bible in a year at the beginning of the year. Um, inviting him read along. I mean, our, our resources are geared towards moms, geared towards women. However, our reading plan is literally just a reading plan. It's uh, the Bible. It's the Bible. You're not reading so something you different than print your husband. Off a copy of that and give it to him and uh, cough, cough. There may or may not be resources for men coming in 2023, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see what God has for us. We we're holding our plans loosely. Um, <laughs> But we're, yeah, we're don't, don't do it alone. We are. So, yeah. um, you know, and uh, hey, I totally forgot about this. Uh, we have Rooted Kids resources for two of our plans now. So we have three plans that are released at this point. We have a Bible in a year plan that's 52 weeks, hmm. a gospel plan that's 12 weeks, and an Acts and Epistles plan that just releases 20 weeks. And for the uh, gospel plan and the Acts and Epistles plan, we have kid guides that go along with it. So you can invite your kids to do it with you. And what better way to hold yourself accountable than you've got kids yes. who are like, I mean, they, you know, it's a mini kind of size down version. Um, it's really simple and straightforward. Mm -hmm. So easy to use, uh, and, but that helps keep us on track. You and know? I've noticed like, I need a group, a group helps. Oh yeah. Just keep me accountable. Mm -hmm. Number one, because I got to come to group and I don't always <laughs> have to know what I'm talking about, but <laughs> It's hard. To no, none to, of us yeah. know what we're talking. About. Exactly. But it's hard to come to group and grow when they have read and I haven't, or they've Absolutely. been building this relationship and I haven't. But yeah, one I, the, go uh, ahead. One of the things that I've noticed that has really, really helped keep me accountable is being an example to my kids and inviting them mm -hmm. into what I'm doing. And, yeah. um, I've said this story multiple times, but something that really kickstarted my journey to keep me accountable was my daughter was going to a Christian preschool and she came home and I asked her what Bible story they were learning about. And she was like, we learned about the tower of Babel. And I was like, tell me about it. And so she kind of did. And I was like, 
yay, that's great. And I couldn't <laughs> give her any feedback. I couldn't give her any information. I couldn't even ask her any questions because I didn't know the story yeah. well enough, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's a, yeah. It's, yeah. And so, especially like hearing these stories out of, um, hearing these stories out of context, meaning if we haven't read the Bible, um, and this is like, this is again, we're all in different places in our journey. So this is no shame for someone that hasn't read the whole Bible, but there was something so transforming about reading the entire story of the Bible, just one seamless story and seeing it as a big picture, because then you can understand, you can go, oh, the Tower of Babel. This is, this is what that, you know, this is what I pull out of that, what the meaning of that is. Um, It's just, it just makes everything come alive. Yeah. Because that is a very, very, very short story. Like it's literally very short one chapter out of an entire book. And So when she came home, I was like, you know what? I gotta, I gotta look that up. (laughs) I like Googled it and there's not enough information. So I went to my Bible, I read it and I was like, okay, yeah, I need more. I needed to read like the whole book that it was in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah. It just, it, it gives you a firm foundation once you start reading through the whole Bible. And that sounds so intimidating. Like when we say a Bible in a year. And some of these plans are 52 weeks and some of these plans are 20 weeks, but when you're trying to grow every day and you're trying to set the goal of being intentional with Mm -hmm. your time and setting aside quiet time every single day, uh, a yearly plan, that's a whole entire year mapped out for you that you don't have to think about. That's a whole 20 Mm -hmm. weeks already mapped out for you that you don't have to think about. It seems long. But when you're wanting to do something, make it a habit every single day. Yeah. That's where it's so helpful. Yeah. You, you know, you just have to bring the discipline and, mm-hmm. you know, and in that, when talking about the tension of grace and knowledge, right. Um, God is so faithful to it, it, when he calls you to do something, he will empower you to do it. Mm-hmm. And so for me, when I first started waking up, when I first started committing that first hour of my morning to spending time with Jesus, I... I am not a morning person. You guys, I laugh because like, I need like two hours of silence before I want to talk to anybody and I have kids. So that doesn't happen. But, um, you know, I, I knew I was going to struggle I knew it was going to be hard, especially, you know, this is several years ago. So my kids were still young. Um, and I, you know, those early years are so physically demanding that your body just needs more sleep. Right. And then sometimes you got kids up in the middle of the night or, or maybe sometimes you're up in the middle of the night because you're thinking about something. Um, but I told God, I was like, this is going to be really hard. So I'm going to need your help. And so my God was like, hey, you do what you can do. And I'll do what only I can do. And so mm-hmm. I did. I went to bed a little earlier. I prepped my coffee the night before. And, you know, I, I put out like, uh, you know, I made a space so that I yeah. knew that I had an inviting space to go to in the morning where I could mm-hmm. be comfortable Um, if you do these little things, it's like when I started exercising, making that a habit, I would put out my shoes and my clothes the night before, and it seems small, but it was just that little mental trigger to be like, oh yeah, this is why I'm up and I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this a priority. Mm -hmm. So we do that part and God always follows through with the grace. If we want to do it, he, he's been so faithful before where I've maybe even not even had an alarm set or turned it off, snoozed it. And then maybe, you know, and it's like, he'll wake me up. He'll, you know, and, um, or maybe I feel like, God, I can't get out of this bed and he'll be like, just get up. I'll do the rest, you know? And, yeah. 
I'll find that the strength is there, even when I feel like it's not there. So, um, so yeah, just again, just asking him, like, just, just saying, Hey God, this is really hard for me. Or maybe this is really, maybe healing. We talked about healing. Maybe that's Mm -hmm. just really daunting for you and you don't want to face it. I've been there. I understand that. It'd be better to just leave that packed up in a box in the corner, except the problem is one day it's going to explode, you know, it's like like a ticking time bomb, right? Um, But just praying for the grace and saying, God, I don't want to do this. It's, you know, I mean, I want to do this, but I don't want to do this. The reality of it is really hard. Um, you know, and he brings the grace. He brings it. It's so easy for us to get off track. Like you said, um, like with exercising, laying out your clothes and your shoes, you know, I have found myself where I can't find my tennis shoes. So (laughs) I'm not working out. I guess I'm not going to work. I (laughs) know. Isn't it funny how it just takes like one little thing. Yeah. Or like, you know, I can't find my notebook, like, so. yeah, I mean, one morning last week, I'm, I like to listen to the audio Bible while I'm reading along. This is mm-hmm. something that I started doing just to kind of be, you know, keep me on track. Cause sometimes I would find I'd be reading and then my eyes would be over here and you know, like, yeah. Um, so I started doing that. Well, one morning last week, I couldn't find my AirPods and I was just like, <laughs> and I just today. laughed at myself because I was like, God, how ridiculous we are, right? That it just takes one thing. But it's, yeah. it's, it's, I think that understanding our humanity and at least mm-hmm. laughing about it and knowing that Jesus understands our humanity is a good start because then we can say, okay, God, I'm ridiculous. Now help me. <laughs> right. So you know. what do we, what do we do when we get off track? How do we, once we get off track, because it happens, I have young kids. And setting yeah. out, setting um, a time for myself in the morning, like that doesn't always work because when you have a baby, it, they do what they want. I mean, kids they do, do what, what they, they want, want anyways, you know, they do they what they rule want, the roost. <laughs> but I can't be like, sorry, baby, you have to wait because um, right. you'll have to wait for your milk and, you know, a diaper change yeah. until I'm done with my quiet time. Yeah. So what do we do when we get off track? How do we get back on? Yeah. So, um, for me, um, I tend to be a very black and white thinker, right? This is something that I'm working on. This is why I will be in counseling the rest of my life. <laughs> um, but for me, it, you know, I'm getting better. God is changing me from the inside out, but it used to be, it's all or nothing, black or white. It's, you know, and so if I would fall off the wagon or, or for me as a, as a Enneagram one, um, you know, kind of a perfectionist, like I like to do things excellently. That's what, that's the gift that God has put in me is just excellence. And so the challenge in setting goals was if I felt like I hadn't kind of reached, attained the level of excellence that I have planned for that goal, then I would quit. Um, and mm. so this is something that God's been working out in me. And the way that he's done it is just remembering the overall goal, right? So every spiritual goal falls under the goal of this, which is bringing more glory to God in our lives. Yeah. Um, and I think if we can keep that at the forefront, if we keep in mind that fruit and, you know, just keep doing the things to nurture ourselves, um, you know, it, it, that's, that's how we stay on track. Um, you know, so we don't read the Bible in a year just to say, I did it. Um, Mm -hmm. I've known a lot of people that do that, um, you know, just kind of rush through it or read the Bible in three months or whatever. It's like, okay, but once you get out of glor- it, yeah, it's your life bringing more glory to God mm-hmm. or is it bringing more glory to yourself? You know, right. um, you is know, it's a we, checklist that you're just trying right. to check off to say that you've done it. Like it's exactly. just on your bucket list or is this a, a, a goal, a habit that you want to set for the rest of your life? Yeah. Or maybe, so, you know, you set a 
goal to read a number of books in a year. Okay. Are you reading those books so that your life can grow? You can become more like Christ or are you reading them just to say, I read this many books in a year, you know, yeah. the overall goal should always be to glorify God more with our lives. And so, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's volunteering at church. We're not volunteering for our glory. We're volunteering for his glory right. and keeping that at the forefront really just keeps us focused. It keeps us moving forward. It may not be at the pace we want. It may not be at the level of perfection we want, but we're still growing. We are still moving forward. And, you know, again, kind of going back to the whole time thing, God's timing is not ours. To him, it says Mm -hmm. a day is, you know, like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day. And you're like, well, that's weird. But it's so true because God is looking at our growth you know, we look at it in little 365 increments, but he's looking mm-hmm. at over our, our lifetime. And we're going to know him for all of eternity. Right. And right. so he's, this is not a sprint. It is a marathon and mm-hmm. we have to be nourished. You know, we really just have to show up and maybe there's going to be parts of that marathon where we are crawling and there may yeah. be parts where we're sprinting. But as long as we are continuing to move forward to the goal of knowing Christ more, um, I throw that verse in the, the notes, the verse that comes to mind from Paul, um, you know, as long as we're moving towards that goal of knowing Christ, becoming more like Christ, that, that's the goal. And I think just having that keeps us from quitting because we understand yeah. that there's no way to fail unless we simply don't show up. <laughs> like if we yeah. choose not to show up, if you don't show up to the race yeah, sure. You failed, but if you show up and you're even crawling the race, mm-hmm. you're, you're still in it. Um, so a couple, um, a, a verse that came to my mind that I wanted to pop in here is, is this and talking about getting off track and such is Proverbs 16, nine says in their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Mm-hmm. So we can make our plans, but again, it comes back to holding them loosely you know, um, God, we may make that plan, but God may say, it's not going to look a thing like you thought it was going to look like, um, (laughs) this is what we found to be true with root and moms, right? Um, Mm -hmm. we had a plan, Tara and I had a plan. Um, and now the, the, the way that things are going are very different, but they're so much better because God's plans are always so much better. And that's where it goes back to that submitting our plans to God, because, you know, we may think, oh, this is great. This is going to be awesome. And then God's like, wait, I have something better, like tucked away back here. Yeah. Um, and so and I, just go with that. It's so important to ask yourself when you're making these plans, like do these plans coincide with God's word? Do these plans yeah. bring glory to God? Because it's so easy to want to bring glory to ourselves. Like we were kind of talking about earlier with like that checking off the bucket list, like, Oh, yeah. I've read the Bible. I've read the Bible in a year. I've read the entire yeah. thing multiple times. Yeah. Are you, are you doing that? And are you saying that because you want to make yourself look good? Or are you bringing glory to God? Are you growing yeah. in his word? Are you trying to live out the plan that he has set for your life to disciple yeah. and to bring your kids into fellowship with you? Like, what is your heart behind the plans that you're making and the goals that you're setting? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. It's, it's all about these practices. These practices Mm -hmm. are, they are not an end to themselves, right? So it's not, that's not the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is glorifying Christ. And And so, um, but, but we, again, it's that tension. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we, there's things that only we can do and there's things that only God can do. And it's a partnership. It's learning to walk yes. out and uh, grow in that grace and grow in the knowledge together. And, and the more you get to know him, 
the more you see that playing out, like the, the easier it is, the, the less I don't, the, these habits that you make, the less it feels like, like we talked about striving versus abiding, the more you find yourself just abiding and just doing it because that's, you know, this is what God has for you instead of striving. Like I have to do this. It becomes, I want to do this. I'm doing this. Not I have to, yeah. I have to sit and do my quiet time. I want to, sit. it's not even, I want to sit and do yeah. my quiet time. It's just like, I do my quiet time. Like I have yeah. to, do, I'm, I'm doing my quiet time. Yeah. Just a story that comes to my mind. And I, I, I feel like I've shared this before, but um, I'm not sure where. So I just, I, for those of you with young kids, to, um, having a morning quiet time was such a striving thing for me for so mm -hmm. many years. Um, I remember I had one of those little like playpen area things. I had two, my boys were so young. They're only like 14 and a half months apart. And so, you know, Irish twins and they were toddler boys. Right. And they had all the energy in the world. And me, I thought I need to have my quiet time with God. I need mm -hmm. to have it. And it needs to be quiet and I need, you know, and yeah. so I would put them in the playpen at the time we were living in a townhouse and so the, I put the playpen in the living room which is a townhouse that's one big open room but I would I would go sit in the kitchen at the table and I just remember being like I, I you know I had a plan I'm going to read the bible in here I'm going to do this and do that and it's like mm -hmm. I would get so frustrated with my kids I was so frustrated with myself because in my mind I had made this quiet time thing out to be a certain it had to look a certain ways I was striving yeah. so hard um fast forward you know, God has just completely flip-flopped my life upside down, learning to abide in him. And now, you know, I understand in the mornings, my kids are older, but you know, with teens comes a whole new set of challenges. Sometimes mm -hmm. you have boys coming in fighting over video game controllers or, um, you know, whatever the case may be, or someone comes in and says, oh, I was supposed to be early to school. And then, you know, it's like, okay, well, now we got to yeah. go. Um, you know, or maybe it's just, you know, the demands of ministry are really heavy in a season. So I find myself having a hard time getting up and having an hour, but I'm in this really cool place of learning to abide where I can go, mm -hmm. okay, God, it's not going to look the same every day. You yeah. know, it's not going to look the same every day. There are days where I put on um, my audio Bible and just listen. And that's mm -hmm. enough. Like it's enough because it's not a checklist. It's, yeah. it's enough because I'm listening and I'm growing. I'm allowing God to reveal more of himself to me in that moment. Um, so whether it looks like that, or whether it looks like the other morning, I spent my quiet time breaking, you know, helping my kids, counseling my kids, honestly. And yeah. I thought to myself afterwards, because at first I felt frustrated. I was like, this is supposed to be my quiet time. But the ministry that happened in that conversation, I was like, man, you know, I, I knew Jesus more in that moment through that moment. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, obviously it shouldn't look like that every day, which didn't, you know, <laughs> but that's and good, there that's are definitely days example. where I am sitting, I am studying, I am unpacking maybe deeper meanings. There are days like that, but when we walk out of this place of abiding, as opposed to striving, we're okay with knowing that quiet time's not always going to be quiet, which we have a resource for that. We'll mm. link that too. I think at this point, we've got about a hundred links to put in the notes, Brittany. So good luck I with know. that. But um, I'm going to have to take notes when I re-listen yeah. to this. Um, but just know to the, to the mom out there who's setting goals. And then, you know, maybe you have that like hesitation in the back of your heart because you feel like this is impossible. Like this is not going to go as planned. 
just know that um, it's okay. It won't. Um, it won't. Um, mm -hmm. And that's okay. So, I saw but something that's the, the joy day. of living out of abiding. I saw something the other day, and this really had to do with like health goals, but it's just so true for every, every area of your life. And they said, once they started thinking of the next day as I just mm. have to be 1% better. Yeah. And, you know, we always want to, we step into our goals and we're going to be like, I'm going to be brand new and I'm going to be right. 100% good at this. And every day is going to be so good. And it's not going to be like that, but just doing that one thing that makes you 1% better whether it's a quiet time where it's totally quiet and you've been able to write down like a full book of notes and you left and you're like, my mind is blown. This was so amazing. Or it's yeah. listening to the audio Bible in the car on the way to pick your kids up for school. And that was your quiet time for the day. Like that 10 minute drive, that is 1% yeah. better than you were the day before. Yeah. That's 1% better than doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. And I think in the case of like, again, going back to the overall vision of glorifying God is asking that question, is my life glorifying God just a little more today mm -hmm. than it was yesterday? And, you know, I think as long as we're showing up, we are, we just are, it happens naturally. It's not that striving. It's not me mm -hmm. trying to be a better parent. I mean, of course I want to be a better parent. Um, but it's not that striving anymore. It's that showing up, placing my life before Jesus allowing him to do his work in me and then glorifying him just that that one percent better tomorrow yeah. you know the showing um, up can be the hardest part i mean it is for, it's, it, that's why you need friends nine. <laughs> yes like showing so, up can be the hardest part so just showing up is one percent better yeah, than not yeah. showing up at all you know yeah so so moving back to the original question because i do want to answer this what do we do when we get back on track we remember the overall goal but then the second thing is i'm going to say get back on the horse get back on the horse because again you can't fail unless you quit completely and a verse that i love in proverbs 24 16 says the righteous falls seven times and rises again <laughs> i love that falls seven times and rises again but it says the wicked stumble in times of calamity you know, you're going to have days, you're going to have weeks, you might have months even, um, mm -hmm. but the righteous get up again. And why is it to not to glorify us in this verse? It glorifies him because he's the one that gives us strength to get back up. It's mm -hmm. his righteousness that gives us the strength to get back up. It's his strength. Um, you know, Isaiah, uh, he gives us strength. He gives strength to the weary. Um, and so with that being said, you know, you fall down, you know, whether it's big or small, <laughs> get back up. Just yeah. get back up. That's yeah, it. It's as simple word, as that. The key word out of that is, <laughs> is getting back up is rising again, rising again, uh, the rising righteous again. fall, the wicked stumble. But what are we going to do when we do stumble? What are we going to yeah. do when we do fall down? We're going to get back when, up. We're and try I love again. that word yes, is when. when, not if it's when, yeah, because we all go through those seasons. We look at the story of the Israelites. We look at the story of the disciples. I love that God has given us these stories in scripture to say we're human We're humans. Yeah, you know, but we're empowered by the Holy Spirit. And because of that, we can get back up again. And so again, every day is a new day with Jesus. You don't have to wait for the next 365 <laughs> to roll around. Um, you know, you don't have to wait, um, you know, till next month, next week, today, today is mm -hmm. a brand new day. And so even if you're listening to this, and it's not even the new year, why wait to new year? Why wait to the yeah. new, you know, you don't Make have to wait to counter roll to January 1. Make it the new year and just man, go for it because 
you know, ultimately what this all boils down to is that Jesus has made us this huge promise, which is that he said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come to give them abundant life. And Jesus has promised this abundant life, but it's up to us whether we're going to step into that. And these practices, these spiritual growth goals, it's, it's, it's really just saying, God, I want more of that abundant life you have for me this year. I want more. Yes. Yeah. 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 Is there anything that else that you want to add before we wrap up? Um, I've loved everything that we spoke about. I feel like about. we I, talk circles. I know, Good but circles. I, Big circles. I feel like this has resonated with all of you that are listening in some way or another, where mm -hmm. you're start, whether you're starting from the very, very beginning and you just, yeah. your goal is just to get to know God, or you are deep in the word and you just need something to refresh your soul. I hope that we've helped you in some way or that we've encouraged you in some way, but do you have anything else to add before we wrap up Katie? No, I don't think so. I think I just, um, you know, growth is like kind of my thing. So, mm -hmm. um, if you know, it, I talk about growth a lot, so not to, I'm only going to throw this personal plug in there because I do think that if you're a person who likes to grow or maybe doesn't know how to grow, that's what I love writing about. So you can check out um, I have a website in the show notes and I write about growing a lot. <laughs> you, I have a whole ebook on it. <laughs> you have a whole resource um, I do. on I do. growing 10 simple ways to deepen your faith, yeah, um, absolutely. which is, I mean, so good. That's exactly what we're it's talking really about. It's really practical because <laughs> I, I don't like handing people impractical things. I want it to work. Mm -hmm. Um, and these are, you know, I write from experience because the journey that God has led me on. Um, and so I don't really share anything like groundbreaking or earth shattering, but just simple stuff. I think sometimes we can, like you said, we forget, we forget those simple practices. Mm -hmm. We forget the why. Um, and so I like to help people, um, to grow because man, I mean, I spent so many years as a Christian, not experiencing everything that Jesus had for me. And it was just a bunch mm -hmm. of striving and trying to do things exhausting. right. And I was exhausted and I didn't have any joy. And, you know, now I, yeah, my life has completely changed. Um, because I did, I just, you know, I mean, God, of course, again, with that tension, you know, he drew me to himself, but mm -hmm. he's shown me how to grow and how to help other people grow. So I love doing that. So. And we are going to be doing, um, 10 days of prayer and fasting um, at the beginning of January. I believe that starts January 2nd, right, Katie? Yes, January 2nd. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, we will put all of this. We'll put all of this in our show notes. Monday. And you can always head to our website, www.rootedmoms.com to find more information. But we've also encouraged you to not do this alone and to find resources that help you. So if you head yeah. to our website also, um, we have reading plans. We have groups that you can join. Maybe you live in an area where um, you can't join a group in person or you just don't know where to join a group. Our groups right. are online over Zoom, yep. which we thought would never work. But talk about taking out all the hurdles. Uh, you know, it really does. You it's don't have amazing. to find childcare. It's literally um, like the easiest kind of group you can join it is, is to join a virtual, one of our but, virtual groups. Yeah, but there's so much. I love just how much connection takes place. You know, if you, yes. we're talking about finding other people who are running in the same direction, that's where you're going to find some people. If you don't mm -hmm. have them in your church, I know a lot of churches um, may not necessarily have those opportunities available. There are many who do. And if you do have a local church that has a group, I highly encourage you to jump in. It's so important to have those people. But if you don't, 
Um, or if you struggle with childcare, which is uh, it's a huge mm-hmm. struggle for many of us. Um, or, you know, maybe you work and you have long hours and the idea of like having to go back out to go to a group is just too much. The online groups is a great option because you just log on. And we log have groups on. at all different times. I know for me, um, with little kids, it's the nighttime is so chaotic, the bedtime. Yeah. And yeah. my husband works very long hours. I don't know when he's going to get home all the time, especially uh, in the summertime. So uh, like me personally, I lead a morning group. So we have groups all days of the week, all different times. Um, and I really encourage you to go check that out. Um, if that's yeah, something absolutely. that you feel encouraged by, but Katie, um, I'd love for you to pray for us as we wrap up today, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to, um, Laura, we're just so grateful. Um, thank you so much, God, for, for everything that you've done for us, God, we just remember God, the way that you humbled yourself and came to chase after us, God, when we were lost in darkness, God, you brought light. And um, Father, as we head into this new year, God, uh, we just declare, God, that we want to know you more. God, we more than anything else, more than any other goal, more than any other resolution, God, we know that this goal is of surpassing value. God, there's there's nothing more important than knowing you, God, that it's a lifelong journey. So Father, we just surrender our lives to you right now, God. And Father, we just I just pray for everybody listening, God, that you will speak to them even in this moment, God, that if there's something in this podcast that maybe just kind of triggered something in their spirit um, or something you've been trying to speak to them, God, that you will just make that clear right now. Father, I pray that you will do what only you can do, which is to draw us in. God, make us more hungry for you. Lord, speak to us and show us the vision, God, that you have for our lives, God. We commit our plans unto you this year. We surrender them, God. We hold them loosely. Father, we believe and trust in you, God, to send along um, women and um, other believers, God, who are running in the same direction. Father, I pray that 2023 would just be a banner year, God, for so many of us. Um, Father, for the purpose of glorifying your name, God, to all the world. Father, may this be the year, God, that... um, fruit comes forth and, and your name is lifted up in all the earth, God, in our lives, our families, in our communities. And, um, we just thank you, God, thank you that every day is a fresh start. And I pray for all my sisters listening today, God, that you would just remind them of that truth and father, um, father, that, uh, that they would just begin new again. And we just thank you for it in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me today, Katie. Um, And for all you listeners, I just want to remind you, um, you can head to our website to see our show notes, to find any of the scripture, any of the resources, um, anything that we've spoken on today uh, that will be in our show notes on our website, no matter what platform you're listening to, you can head to our website and um, find the podcast and find the show notes. And yeah, thanks, Katie. It's so much. This has just been such a wonderful Uh, subject going into the new year. And I hope that we've encouraged you guys. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on again. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for joining Rooted Moms today. If you enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Rooted Moms provides practical tools, community, and encouragement that help moms become rooted in Christ so that they may thrive in every season of life. 
Connect with us and learn more at www.rootedmoms.com. See you next time.